Welcome to Mark My Words, a podcast that not only aims to inspire and teach the listener about entrepreneurship, it also aims to give my guests an opportunity to talk about their unique journey in entrepreneurship and life. So join me and my guests as we meet at the crossroads on Mark My Words. Today on Mark My Words, I have a guest who I feel a very close kinship to. We seem to have some of the same goals as far as our mission with our podcast shows. Phil Better is my guest today, and he is the host of two podcasts that start out with the heading of Invest in Yourself. One of them is Invest in Yourself the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. The other one, Invest in Yourself, the podcast series. And he is also the host of the Phil Better Show. And he has a really interesting uh, history. And he really has kind of the same passion for digital entrepreneurship and just entrepreneurship in general and meeting those who are doing it and seeing what makes them tick. I was on his show, and now he is returning the favor and being on my show. Phil Better from Canada, welcome. <laughs> thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. And I, first of all, I want to thank you, first of all, for being uh, gracious enough to be a guest on my show and extending the invitation for me to be a guest on your show. Uh, I've listened, as I said in our, our interview, I listened to a few of your episodes, and I'm just loving the individuals that you get to talk to and hearing their stories. And it's just, I love, love hearing stories and that's who I am. So I want to thank you again for having me on your show. Well, thank you for your time this afternoon. I know it took a little coordination to get here, but we are here and yeah, thanks again for being here. And I'm really excited. And as far as what you just said, I feel like you being here just, as to the list of awesome guests. So I'm really excited to dig in and learn more about why you decided to change course in your life and to be doing what you're doing now. You're having a lot of success and I want to hear more about that. Oh God, here we go. Like We have to go into the deep dive. Give me one second here. Um, going for the coffee, water, water. Uh, I've, I don't drink coffee, which is really weird. I used to work in a coffee shop at the, or the overnight and, uh, never drank coffee. I, I've had sips of coffee. I've had like espresso, like a cup of espresso here, a sip of Irish coffee over there. But I generally, uh, I generally just drink water when I'm on podcast cause it keeps you, uh, from getting cotton mouth and all that. So yeah. Um, yeah, my my story is kind of weird. Um, I've always wanted to be in business or be an entrepreneur, but never really knew how. And I was sold the dream when I was younger, you know, go work for a big company, they'll take care of you, all that stuff. And I did that for about a decade of my life. I did about a decade of my life. And uh, uh, Mark, you had mentioned earlier about my name, because my name isn't Phil Better. As much as I wish it was, uh, my last name is actually Lemire. Um, and it was because of the big corporations I worked for that I had to come up with a different name online because they were like, you represent the company when you're online and your social media should be this and that and you'll be all like all the technicalities so you don't get in trouble. Like we see the Karens and some of the Chads of the world getting in trouble uh, by posting things or being tagged and things. So I've I've always used Phil Better as uh, as like an alias, if you will. And the play on words, like I make you feel better, but I'm, you know, like people love using uh, that uh, go to. Um, so because of that, I changed. I used feel better online, separate the employee of major corporations from the online persona, the podcaster and the uh, digital marketer slash entrepreneur that I was trying to be. So that's that's how it is. My actual name is Phil Lemieux. It's I'm French Canadian. Um, so I use that. But 
online and all that. I go by Phil Better because it's just one, it's easier because uh, they're unfortunately like having a French last name, it's hard for people to pronounce it. And, and I, I'm very, I love my last name and the heritage that it comes with. And when I hear, unfortunately, like some people can't pronounce it or mispronounce it and it kind of hurts because it, your name is something very special to you. You know, like it's, it's, it's your identity. It's your first identity that you have. So being called Phil Better is just simpler, easier for people because it's universal. Everyone knows English. Better isn't a very English name, so it's fine. And my last name kind of translates into that. It means the best. Lemur is uh, the best. So I just translate to the better and I just go by Phil Better. So that's my name. But I used to work like I got sold that dream to work for corporations and that. And I did it for a decade and it was hell. It was just hell. Well, couple thoughts. Firstly, I am impressed that your boss was Kermit the Frog based on the voice he did. Secondly, I, <laughs> I don't drink coffee either unless it's like the chocolatey goodness you get at Dunkin' Donuts. As much as if there's super, yeah, the more sugar in it, the less coffee I can taste, the better it is. I, I fully agree with you there. Yeah, I can't drink like regular coffee at all. And after hearing the actual pronunciation of your name, and I do relate because so many people in my past always spelled my name M-A-R-K, which was infuriating, so frustrating. Mm. And as you get older, depends on my mood. If I'm in my normal mood, I may just be like, ah, here we go again. If I'm not in a good mood now, like, damn it, get my name right. <laughs> yeah. But after hearing your pronunciation of your name, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go with Phil Better. I think I can <laughs> say your name, Lemur. You're there. You're close um, enough. You're close enough. You're not, you're, I don't feel it pain when you, you say it. You're close enough. Excellent. So I, I do understand, you know, it's funny. I've worked for some very big corporations and I do know at least at one of them, there was a meeting all around just not good. I don't know if anybody did anything. If they, if somebody did do something, they didn't tell us, but this meeting revolved around, hey, if you're going to talk about our company, you need to go to HR. They need to write off on it. So while I use my real name and whatever, I don't actually name names. I think once or twice, somebody, if you dig hard enough for all my episodes, you'll find that somebody uh, slipped and said the name of a company I've worked for. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so I, I don't name names. I just, I am who I am. I represent me and I go by me. And if somebody has a question or problem, I guess they can talk to me. Hopefully this podcast doesn't really connect myself to any of that. And if so, then I, I don't know, maybe I have a problem, but. <laughs> as long as you steer away from the really political and detrimental negativity that's in the society, most companies are okay with it. Um, because I was, my first podcast was the Phil Better show. Uh, I was dealing with movies and that, and some of the movies can deal with like, you know, like American History X, which is a very controversial film in and of itself. Um, it was, it wasn't like my company couldn't really say anything because it, I worked for a financial institution. So I had to be very careful because if I create a business, I had to make sure that it didn't just pull away from my activities at work or it didn't go, go against the aligned businesses, uh, the business practices of that company. So I said, movies are kind of, you know, controversial. Plus I was on Twitter using Twitter and like it could come back to my company. So I, I decided, Hey, I'll do that separation. Cause it's Phil better. It's not Phil Lemire, you know, like there's a complete different persona. It's not the same individual. And there is no, there's only one place uh, at the time when I was working for the company that you could connect Phil Lemire to Phil better. And that was on LinkedIn. And then when I finally left that company and I went into my, my own business by being a freelancer and then owning my own company and that, that's when I was like, I don't really care if they connect because they're the same person. I run my company. So like if everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe Phil Lemire said that we have to go to his boss, Phil Better. Wait, they're the same 
person ah crap you know like i'm not going to get mad at myself for saying something i said it i'll own it and if there's any repercussions it's only on me it's not on this major corporation that like pays billions of dollars to protect their image because they don't want you know bad press i've always wondered what my stage name would be if i had one and other than other than the whole Marky Mark uh, blog that I did, which is still not really an, an original stage name, it's some some people have called me throughout my life, but that's not really original. I mark my words is more original than Marky Mark, so oh, who yeah. knows? But uh, I actually want to uh, segue without segueing. <laughs> That's how you say, that's how I do my segues. I just call out the segue. I'm like, we're segueing really horribly into the next topic. Let's go. And that's on the, my movie podcast. But yes, let's segue into some questions or any thoughts you would like. I try to do the segue poetically if you listen. I don't know if poetically is a word most people would use, but I use it. It's poetic. So putting all that aside, we'll segue because you said the word segue. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I always tend to start off the show by asking the guests what they kind of like envision themselves doing growing up because I'm taking a peek around like your LinkedIn and all that. I see what you were getting into now, very like IT-ish and even the dreaded F word of fraud which is like yeah. nobody i don't care who you are nobody grows up you know they're seven oh, eight God, years no. old and they're like i i want to you know be a fraud analyst or whatever <laughs> they maybe they want to commit fraud but maybe they they don't necessarily want to do it on the good guy side so no, i don't want to be the white see hat yourself doing when you were growing up oh god so when i was growing up uh it was like I wanted to be either a detective or a lawyer. That's what I envisioned myself being. I wanted to, cause I, when I was younger, I was very, I'm very passionate. So like I would always argue or I would always have debates with my father, my sister, my brother, my mother, which would drive them nuts. Cause they're like, we don't want to have this. We don't, why is the lawyer coming out of the child? Like who, who invented this lawyer child of ours? Like none of my family is in law. None of them are any inkling of going into that, but I'm just very strong, strongly opinionated. And I would always, my mom would tell me to do this and I would try and argue my way out of it. You know, the famous Linda, listen, Linda clip of the child trying to get his mom to understand why he had the cookie. That was me in a nutshell when I was a child. I wouldn't say my mother's name because I was petrified of being whooped because um, I'm a child of the eighties and whooping was a, a thing back in the eighties, you know? Um, but like, I would, I would try and argue or try and debate my way out of doing things. So like my parents were like, maybe he'll be a lawyer. And so like law was kind of in that future. And as I've grown up, uh, I realized like, no, this, the schooling was not for me. Um, it's way too much school. I, I fell out of love with school, uh, after graduating high school I, in Quebec, where I'm from, we have something called CGIP, which is like, a two to three year program because uh, we graduated, I think we graduated, yeah, grade 11 is our last high school uh, grade. And then we go into CGIP, which is kind of like grade 12 and 13 because the rest of Canada kind of has that. And then we go into university and that. So when I was in uh, CGIP, I started doing courses and I was like, I, I don't really like this. Like this is, school is like, it's taking time away from me. Like, enjoying life and it was like it was a routine it was not fun and then I went into university and never finished university which kind of like I'm pissed at myself but at the same time I'm okay with because it showed me that like it's it's kind of useless depending on what you're going into like I'm looking back now and I'm going yeah school when I was going to school like we were in that technical age like we're going from analog to more digital so it was like old school thoughts. And I'm like, this is not where the world's going. This is not what I want to do. So I went into the working world uh, and been working, like, like I said, over a decade in different financial institutions and different companies that deal with tech. And yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer. All that to say is I wanted to be a lawyer when I was younger. Now I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> 
at 36, I want to be an astronaut. Dream big. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to Mars. I want to see the planets. Like I want to explore the world. Well, let me tell you, being a lawyer was also something that I was seriously considering off and on. Now, TV and broadcast and all that was always like my biggest passion. I used to play with black and white TVs and I used to study like TV guides and I was all into that. But I also like wanted to be a lawyer for some reason. And the only thing, only reason that I can come up with for why I wanted to do that was from watching shows like Night Court, like especially Night Court, which I'm actually binging on Amazon Prime right now. It's amazing how much I remember, even though I haven't watched it in like 30 years, which again tells you what an impression that show made on me. But I was like, man, like, look at Harry Stone, like how zany he is. Like, is being in, you know, a courtroom, can it be like that fun? Like, look at how much fun Dan Fielding's having. (laughs) And then shows like Allie McBeal came out. And I'm like, look at that law firm, like Cajun Fish, like, look how much fun they're having. Like, that it, being a lawyer is awesome. It's gotta be that much fun. And then- It's not, I can promise you it's not. I've been in law firms. There are nothing like the, the TV shows. Well, that's it. And I think one way in which I feel like we're similar is that just by knowing you a little bit and talking to you, I'm just like, yeah, he's like me. He's too like laid back, you know, and you know, you're not like, I don't, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know for myself, I am very driven and a hard worker and all that, but I'm not like driven in that way because for me, I, it's not like I'm going to be up at night thinking about a case or, you know, whatever. And I'm in court and there's an opportunity to be funny. I'm going to try to be funny. I'm going to try to be like Harold P. Stone and not what you see on court TV. So I, I was not a good fit for that world. And uh, it, yeah. It took for me to actually watch a few cases on TV. I'm like, man, these people are just, this is just really boring. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. This is just not, it's too serious. So you guys are actually really lucky in the States because we have the British style of court system here. So we actually have to wear robes. Our lawyers wear robes and it's like, it's very like, strict on how you have to proceed because i've sat in in some court cases uh because when i was younger my dad's had some lawyer friends and he's like here phil you go with this lawyer he'll he'll show you around and stuff and that's how i got to see law for different law firms and that and i've sat in on some court cases and it's like it's very procedural it's not like you see there's not these big you know like the american style courts so i don't know how the americans uh style courts because i've not been there i've only seen like some tv shows and that but in Canada, uh, specifically in Quebec, because we have a dual law system, we have the federal law, but we also have provincial laws. So we have a really weird style of law system here. Um, but like everybody wears like the robes and stuff and it's very procedural and it's very specific. There's honorifics you have to use when you're speaking with the judge and that. So it's like, yeah, that's a lot of rules because I just wanted to debate. Like I was like, I want to debate people. I want to just, ah, I know this and you don't, blah, 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 blah. you know, be that, uh, you know, that like Harry or um, yeah, like Harry Stone. And but like, just be like this impressive lawyer that just wins, wins, wins. And I just realized like, no, that's that's a lot more work. There's a lot of work going into it. And I don't know if I'm driven enough to be like oh, maybe I'll get a chance at a case and be a paralegal for 19 years before you get the breakout into the big stuff. So 
Uh, I didn't end up doing that. I went into the financial world, worked at banks and different types of banks and different uh, levels of the banks, like you alluded to earlier in the fraud analytics uh, or fraud analyst. Uh, I went from uh, what's called a uh, inbound agent where I would just be taking calls. I worked in a call center, taking calls from clients saying, hey, I got a call or there's fraud on my credit card. Like I was specifically on the credit card side fraud on my credit card, what do we do? And solving that issue and then moving into the preventative side where I would just analyze accounts. And then I went into the uh, fraud payment side, which is way more uh, stressful than people would believe because you're dealing with people paying their credit card and not being able to have access to the funds because we don't know where the money is coming from. Is it cash? Is it coming from a third party? Is it fraud money? Like, is this check going to bounce on us? And are you going to double your limit? Like there was a lot of stuff and people surprisingly when you block someone's credit card people get mad and it's like well the credit card's not really yours credit card belongs to the financial institution and they can do whatever they want but people don't realize that like there's if you read that terms and conditions there's a lot of stuff in there that you're like wow and they you have like literally no power when it comes to your credit card um it's like a privilege and people forget that it's a it's a privilege and it's not like a like a given right. And so that caused a lot of stress in my life. Um, I think I got, I got hair because of that. Um, and then I, I went to a, a different department outside of the fraud and I was like, this is it. Uh, this is the last department I'll be in because I'm going to start my own business, started my own business and left, but it's life is weird. That's all I have to say. Life is weird. <laughs> no, hey, I was just on a call earlier today with somebody that I, met on LinkedIn and I told them a few times you just never know what you know what the universe is gonna bring your way and I'm a big believer in while you do have control over your life and your destiny and your actions there are things that just kind of happen that you just can't always explain and I don't want to turn this into like a metaphysical conversation <laughs> the rest of the way which I, I could if I wanted I guess but it is your I, show it is my show true but I I guess it would behoove me to stay on track here but uh, I, I totally agree with you on that and really it sounds to me like you hit a bit of a crossroads as you were navigating this uh, world, you know, you decided college wasn't really for you. You got into this world and what happened? Like what kind of clicked where you said, you know what? I think I want to go into business for myself. I want to start a podcast. What was going through your mind? So I've been podcasting and it's funny, I was thinking about this. Uh, I usually say about six years, uh, but it's technically longer than that. Um, it's probably close to a decade now, but seriously podcasting the last six years. Um, I started my first show, The Phil Better Show, movie review show. And uh, the idea was I was going to be the guy in movies, right? Like everybody would want to talk to me, da, 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 da. That fizzled out after like four episodes because I was hard finding guests. I wanted to talk to people about their passion of movies and all that. And I didn't have the network for it. So I ended up getting one of my buddies to be my co-host. We just reviewed movies, either uh, brand new releases or like movies from our childhood on that. And that went all the way into 2020. But in 2019, um, I had uh, the best and worst year of my life. I, uh, a, a relationship of seven years ended, which completely devastated me because I was like, this is the person I was supposed to marry. You know, like I, this is like, this is my end all be all. And it ended up like looking back, it was a very toxic relationship for both of us, but it taught me a lot. Um, but also I got to visit Ireland. I got to visit England, got to meet some podcasters when I was in both countries and I had an amazing time. So like first time I ever left continental North America was in 2019. I went to Cuba as well, uh, but it was like England and uh, Ireland that really changed me. And I was like, I want to see more of the world. So I was like, you know what? Uh, after the relationship, you know, I threw myself into the work, the, the company I was working for was giving it a my all because it's like, 
if I have nothing outside of work, I only have work and work, 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 and just do myself and trying to do that. And at the beginning of 2020, I ended up being uh, having a burnout just before the pandemic started. So in February uh, first, I went on a burnout for my work, for my mental health and that, and I ended up going to therapy and doing therapy pretty much weekly uh, during my burnout and continued it pretty much all of 2020. But in March of 2020, we decided, the world decided, hey, we're going to lock down and like cut off traveling because we know of what happened in 2020, you know, the year the world changed pretty much. And I started going, working from home and finding that I had a lot more free time. Like after March ended, I went back to the office because they needed to get me some equipment, but that only lasted like a few weeks, got the equipment, started working from home. And I realized I had a lot more free time to devote to figuring out how to make money on the side. And so I was like, okay, I'll try different things. So I tried, you know, drop shipping. I tried, you know, affiliate marketing. I tried a whole bunch of things. I never really gave it time. And I had placed my podcast on hold because I was dealing with my mental health. And I was like, I don't think I can handle too many things. So I was working. I was learning all these things from people who have done it beforehand. I was trying to figure out how I could do it. And then finally, around October, I was like, you know what? I have a skill and my skill is podcasting. I love talking. I know how to launch a podcast and all that. I'm going to ask entrepreneurs who work in the digital field how they did it. Because the best way to learn is to ask people who already have done it. And I can ask the questions that I'm not sure of, right? Like, I'm, how do I do this? And how do I do that? Like, but I can frame it as a way for my audience, whereas I'm actually getting the knowledge. So I, in starting in November, I started reaching out to a whole bunch of entrepreneurs that I was already connected with through, you know, trying to find out how I can become an entrepreneur. And that created investing yourself. Cause I always believe if you invest in yourself, you'll get, it's the best return you'll ever get. And then I was like, invest in yourself, the digital entrepreneur, because it's, I want to work in the digital field. So I started interviewing, launched it in December of uh, December 1st, 2020, I launched with four episodes, I believe, or three, three to four episodes. And then I just did weekly episodes through there. And then it was in uh, January of 2021 that I interviewed uh, Lloyd Ross, uh, a guy who changed my life. Uh, he's a millionaire uh, investor. He started a side hustle that brings in multiple seven figures. This guy was like, Oh my God. And interviewing him, he was just launching his book at the time and he had so much knowledge. And I was like, you know what? You should have a podcast. And he's like, I've been told that a lot. Um, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I have a huge network. I'm going to try and help you get on more podcasts. So reached out to a whole bunch of my podcaster friends. I'm like, Hey, this guy is like this shit. You should have him on. Gets on those podcasts, comes back to me. He's like, let's launch a podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. We worked together. We, we launched it in uh, March of 2020 or no, 2021. And we just go each week, every week, uh, an episode drops out. He sends me the content. I handle it so that he doesn't have to. And I, I do everything for him on the podcasting side. And then it slowly got another, got a few other people and I training. I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just teach people how to podcast. And then it was like, no, there's already too many courses on that. So I decided, hey, what I'm going to do is I'm going to handle podcasting for high net worth people. And that's what I do. I handle the podcast. That's my business. And that's what I've been doing. I don't focus on the small people. I'll give advice out. Anybody can book time with me. I bought two days a week for people to actually have time to talk to me, ask questions and help them out. But I just focus on high net worth people because they have the most time, like they, their time is so valuable to them because they're running businesses. They're running other things. They, they don't want to be touched. They don't want to deal with the tech. The tech's not the thing they want to do. They want someone to handle it for them because they, they know it's going to take them too long to do it. So they pay me to do it. And so that's what I did for 2021. And it was just escalating there. My, I launched a second podcast uh, to interview podcasters because I love podcasting. Podcasting has brought me so much joy and so much knowledge. So I wanted to learn more about podcasters and teach podcasters how to be better at podcasting, right? From learning from these digital entrepreneurs, how they grow their business. I want to take that 
I've always been good at looking at something else and going, okay, how can I use this for my benefit? And then it's like, oh, I can use this to teach other people, like how to grow an email list, why an email list is so important for a podcaster, um, how to grow your Instagram, how to grow your TikTok, all these things. Um, so I launched the Invest in Yourself, the podcast series. And from that, it also gave me the opportunity to launch uh, a podcast for a private Facebook group on stock investing. So I've now learned how to invest. And I started giving advice on, well, advice on investing. I'm like, hey, this is what you should do. Invest in this because it's the, like invest in the S&P 500. Like that's the, the biggest thing because it has an average return of 10%, which always going to beat inflation. It's better than a... Um, it's better than just a simple savings account because the savings account, it gives you like 1% and inflation is always like at 3%. So you're losing money. So like I started that and I produced that podcast and that's going amazing. We do a live show talking to people. So it's like, holy guacamole. Um, I now have four podcasts under my belt. I'm like, what the hell? How do I have this time? And it's just slowly building up my knowledge base, talking with people like yourself, talking with other entrepreneurs, growing that. And it's just become my life. And I was able to quit my, uh, my nine to five in, I think it was, we're in 2022, right? Yeah, we're in 2022. It was near, I want to say June of 2021 that I quit my day job. And it was just after a, a stupid conversation that happened in the like we used the the company used this group chat thing and they had a podcast and that's why I kind of wanted to go into the the, the that department because of the podcast I wanted to help them like I have six years of knowledge like I have sh I know shit and I can help make this podcast better and in the conversation there was a point where the person who helps do it says hey we just released a new podcast and they spelled pod p-o-d space cast and I'm like hey FYI it's it's spelled podcast not pod like how you spelt it like just being friendly and my direct manager which really pissed me off this she goes thanks xyz to the person and also thanks to the grammar police referring to me and I was like excuse me like you're my direct manager you don't do that like that's how you manage. I don't think so. And this was on a Wednesday. Um, so I responded with just like how I take pride in my work here at the company and help to educate people on the proper procedures and that and be better uh, aligned. The same thing I do with what I'm passionate about, my hobby, my, my side hustle, I'm going to help people so that they don't make the same mistake and don't make a fool of themselves. Right. I'm paraphrasing. I didn't, use those words exactly it was much more professional and then she she sends me a private message going really and I'm like well you insulted me and I didn't think that was fair and she's like call me so obviously I call her um she kind of like goes comes at me and I'm a very fiery passionate person and I had to keep my voice level and I'm like, I was just listening. I was agreeing with her and like her, she had valid points, but at the same time, like you're a manager, you don't knock down your employees like that. Whether it's a joke or not, you don't do that. And at the end she goes, do you understand? I go, yes. Like very dead monotone. Unfortunately, I can't get it. Cause I'm not in that, that groove of anger. And she's like, I don't really think you understand. I'm like, I understand. I'm just keeping my voice level so that I don't cause any further in incidents and have a negative mark on my, my record. She's like, well, we're done here. I have another meeting. And she hung up and I'm like, yeah, F this. I mean, like, I'm furious. I'm not, I know I'm not going to give good, good service to the clients and that. And the last thing I want to do is like besmirch the company or give bad service. Cause that's, cause it's going to reflect poorly on me and it's last thing I want. Right. So I just log off, close my thing. I'm like, F this sit on my couch and like, I start watching TV and I have my phone beside me and my phone's blowing up. It's her boss is calling me going like, like what's going on. I'm like, I'm not answering my phone. F this. I, I can't at the end of the, uh, when the, my, I clocked out right at the end of my shift, I look at my phone I have like four or five missed calls. I have two voicemails. I listen to the voicemail. It's manager going, Phil is everything. All right. What's going on. So I call her and go, look, this is what happened. Left her voicemail. I'm like, Hey, everything's fine. I had to leave because of what happened. And she was like, okay, we're going to talk about this 
on uh, on Thursday, we're going to have a meeting because we need to deal with this. But in the future, please let someone know if you leave. I'm like, I, I 100% take ownership of the fact that I didn't follow procedure. It was just a spur of a moment thing. I apologize. And like, I owned it because that's what you have to do as a person. You own your mistakes and you grow from it. The next day, this is Thursday. We go into, uh, I, I log on, I message the, uh, the individual who had written the, uh, the podcast incorrectly. And I correct, I go, hey, really sorry. I should have messaged you privately. I'm just really passionate about it. And that, and he's like, yeah, no problem. It's okay. And I'm waiting, I'm doing my shift, doing my stuff. And then, uh, then I get a, uh, the IM from the, the, the direct, uh, not my direct report, her manager going, Hey, Phil, are you ready for a meeting? I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's go. And so we go into the meeting. It's her, her uh, the direct, my direct response and me. And they're like, okay, Phil, what happened? So I literally just state the facts. Boom, 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 boom. And then they're like, okay, now we want to talk to you about, you know, what's happened in training. And I'm like, wait, we're just going to completely gloss over the fact that this manager insulted me. I felt insulted and we're not going to talk about this, but we're going to go and attack me because of things I've asked in trainings and trying to learn more because that's my job. I want to learn. I want to understand. And having interviewed like 80 plus entrepreneurs, you know, like questioning shit is the most important thing. And they're going on and they're like, and near the end, they're like, maybe it wasn't the best decision for you to come over to this department. I go, you know what? You're right. It wasn't the best decision. And I quit. And I just like, boom, close the lid. I was like, I'm done. Screw this. And then Friday I got a call and she's like, Phil, from the, the, the higher up, she's like, Phil, I just want to make sure if you're still I'm like, I am 100% certain that my decision to leave this corporation was the smartest move of my life let me know exactly where I need to send the equipment and when you guys are coming to pick it up so that I don't have any more of your stuff here. And there's no more negativity in my house. And she's like, oh, okay, well, we'll be in contact. We'll send you an email. I'm like, thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Click boom. The weight that was lifted off my shoulders, Mark, I can't tell you how like exuberant I was. Like I have friends who see me now and they're like, Phil, you're the happiest person in the world. What happened to the old grumpy man? Because my old friend, my friends would call me the grumpy old man. And I like now they're like, you're super happy. What's going on? What, what did you do? How did you find this well of happiness? And I was like, I just quit my art, uh, my, my company. And I'm just full time freelancing and doing this, finding gigs and that. So they were like, wow, okay. And like that also like precipitated like me losing weight, becoming more healthy, you know, working out, being a better human overall. And it was just like, I feel like I'm 20 years old again, you know, um, I'm getting the second chance to go about, but that's how I jumped into the entrepreneurial world. I just took that risk and I started asking questions and finding people who knew what they were doing and was like, oh, so when you started, you didn't know what you were doing. And they're like, yeah, we had no clue. That's 90% of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to. They had no idea. Well, you can add me to that list. I really had no idea when I was doing, when I started my journey. And let me just say that went for me having a few questions to kind of bridge the gap in your journey there to holy smokes, by the time you got <laughs> to the end of all that, I was like, you know, again, I feel a real connection. While I haven't had an exact experience like that, I still am working a job, thankfully been working from home for almost a year now, but um, I've had experiences in my career where it, it sounds to me like you kind of saw the signs that, hey, I have more to offer than just being a cog in the machine. And I feel like that when you talk about that last experience made me think of a job that I've had over the past like six years where it was an extremely toxic environment and they implemented a process at one point where they just weren't really getting around to sitting down with me and showing me. I had a manager come into my room and we kind of went over it 
but then they just left and went home for the day. Like this was the kind of place where it was all almost like Mad Men, where you could see a bottle of whiskey or something on somebody's desk, and, and there was like this lounge route right outside of the room I worked in, and a bunch of the man- they, managers would just sit out there and drink. Like I would come in at like four o'clock in the afternoon. I worked like four to midnight at this job and they were at the end of their day and they would just sit there and drink. It was just a very weird, toxic environment. But I got in trouble for doing something that I didn't actually do wrong. I saw something was off with something I was doing and I just followed the process. And somewhere along the line, there was something that, you know, they thought I didn't do right. And I'm trying because it's, as we talked about earlier in the sensitive nature of companies and whatever, I'm trying to uh, describe the situation without describing too much detail here. Yeah. But ultimately, it led to me just kind of leaving at the end of the year and taking on a new contract like a few months later. And I can relate to not only the weight coming off of your shoulders, but the lessons that you learn. Because between that job and the next job, I worked from home for a few months. I worked, again, online, did some writing, but I also did a lot of blogging and just working for myself. It was around the time that I started a blog. And through that experience, I saw the power of working from home and just working for yourself. And Mm -hmm. even though I didn't make a dime off that blog, it taught me a lot. And a lot of the things you said, like, I, I feel like I'm 20 years old again. I mean, even this year with me working from home, I'm not working in an office. I'm not working currently for a big corporation. And I feel just so much better about everything. I have more time for self-help or maybe self-care. That's self-help. Although you never know, maybe I do need self-help too. (laughs) Everybody needs some self-help. There's always something you can learn from someone else or someone who can be like, give you kind of like those little shortcuts. Cause obviously like it, it goes back to like math, you know, like when you're learning one plus one or two plus two and doing that, and then you get through the more complicated stuff, like, you know, th- you're like, you have to solve this. And then you, they give you that like little sheet, like this is how you can do it a little quicker. And you're like, why, why didn't you teach me that first? You know, like you have to go through the struggles to appreciate the shortcut. But when there, it comes to life, there's sometimes better when you, you go to a, like a therapist or you go to someone who's already had those struggles and they're like, look, this is what I've done to help me so that you, maybe it can help you. And you do it and you're like, oh, my God, thank God they gave me that little cheat code or that little secret because it's just made my life 100 times better. Like, it's so important to have those little cheat codes when it comes to like self-care and help because we don't know it all. We're, we're dumb dumb apes if you want you know like we're we're not the smartest things we we learn from trial and error but we also can learn from other people's trial and error you know like it's going to take me like figuring out my haircut the style that really suits my face and all that that took me like at least 30 years of my life before it was just get like just shaving it bald like just completely shaving it bald because I didn't want to take care of it then someone was like no you know what would look good here this that that you know like I went to an expert they understood what I needed and then I'm like wow I look like a I got so many compliments on my haircut. I'm like, woo, girl, okay, okay, you know, <laughs> like just it, like it's okay. Like you listen to experts because they know what they're talking about and they can help you. And you become you just pass on the knowledge and that to other people. So yeah, self care, help, self help, all that stuff is super important. Well, you mentioned burnout at one point, and I know I've had a few. Uh, times in my life, especially last year in 2020, there were moments where I just completely burned out just from, I worked in a place where 
I was around the news all the time. Oh God. So you can imagine that I would have a little bit of burnout during one of the biggest things to happen in our lifetime. One of the biggest things. Every... You have to realize like it's one of the biggest news cycles. Like in our adult life, yeah, maybe. Like in our 30s, this is like something that's huge that most people don't have to deal with. But if we look at it, if you were born in the 80s, you've dealt with like the fall of the uh, USSR. You, we've dealt with like the Y2K. We've done with, dealt with, you know, uh, SARS. We dealt with the financial, like at least two to three financial crisis already, you know, like 2008 had that. And then I think there was one like in 2016, like we've dealt with a lot of crap in our life and we're only like, we're not 40 yet. You know, like well, we live like 40. 18 decades. Well, okay. Yeah, you're like within like, you know, like we're not even 50 yet, like our halfway to our life expectancy. Right. And we already dealt with more than most generations have had to deal with in such a short period of time. Like in one decade, we dealt with like four major catastrophes and we're like, what the hell? Like, and they're thinking, everybody's like, well, they should be okay with life. <laughs> How the hell can I be okay with knowing that the, like Hurricane Katrina just destroyed a city? You know, we're we're dealing with massive racism. We're dealing with like massive upheavals over here. We have a war going on. Like nine every every two days, we're hearing about another war being started. Like how 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 like how do you think we're gonna be okay with this shit? Yeah, but yeah, it's self care help. I I just don't understand how you could have been around the like if you were in that world for so long and you didn't have a burnout or you didn't have a breakdown, like hats off to you. Cause I want to know your secret. Cause I wasn't even in that world and I ended up having a burnout. Well, not only was I dealing with the news cycle of that era, but unexpected things would come up. Like all of a sudden you lose connection to like 70 streams and half of them are live and you got to fix this like all immediately. Like it, it led to a lot of burnout. So for me, I don't even know if I got around to asking, but uh, how did you feel with your uh, burnout moment? So what preceded my burnout? It was in November of 2019 um i was at my parents place my parents downsized from a house because all the kids were out they moved into a condo and like my mom was like okay we're gonna get rid of most of our uh, christmas ornaments so it's going to the kids because we're not gonna have christmas anymore here because it's too small you know everybody confined to the small little condo would not be good because uh, we all have big personalities so like we go we do christmas either at my sister's or at uh, a, a cottage up north that we rent and we we're there and I was just, I was a miserable SOB, like one of the worst people in the world. And I ended up blowing up at my mother of all people. Like my mother's a saint and I ended up blowing up at her like huge argument. And it was like insane. And it's my birthday on top of it. Like two major, like happy occasions. No, but we're celebrating, we're, we're celebrating your birth, but also we're talking about Christmas and getting like, you're getting Christmas ornaments and that. And it was just like, I blew up. It was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And my mom, my parents were like, yeah, you're going to go see the doctor. And my parents, because in Canada, we have our, we, we can have access to doctors, a private doctor, go and see him. And he puts me on this, um, this medication. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll try the medication. So at the beginning of December, you know, like pretty much on the 1st of December, 2019, I started taking these pills, trying to help me with my, my, my mindset, trying to get, make me positive, you know, trying to be a better person overall. I can't remember what it was at the time. Like it was long ago. And like all of December didn't really work. January, like there was still no change. And I'm like, this is, and it was just getting worse. I'm like this, I, I can't wait for these drugs to kick in or this medication to kick in to make me feel better. Because if I do that, I'm probably going to end up like, just like choosing the, uh, the easy way out, not the easy way out, but you know, like choosing to end my life, just end the suffering because that's, that's where I was nearly at. So I, I went to him like, hey, I'm not willing to roll the dice on my mental health. My mental health is too important to me. Like, I want to be around it because my sister just made me a, a godfather to her son. And like, that's the highest honor anybody can get, you know, be 
being the godfather right um so i'm like there's no way i'm going to like put that at risk so i'm like i want i i need time off i'm a burnout so the doc was like yeah how many months do you want i'm like i can do it in two months thinking i'm like the strong macho man it was stupid i should have took like four to six months um i took those two months but in those two months i actively tried to figure out things to make me feel better i went to therapy weekly um, I started walking. Uh, I went to my parents' place at least one, once a week. Every Thursday, I would go to my parents' place and I would see my nephew. And my nephew was like, the minute I was with my nephew, everything else fell away from the world. And it was just pure love because, you know, a child, like they're, they're just, they only know love, right? So I'm playing with my nephew. I'm just having fun. He's laughing. I'm giggling. Like I was just like happy, right? And then Corona decided to say, hey, you can't do any of that anymore. So like, I couldn't see my nephew anymore, but I FaceTime with my nephew and my, my therapy session went into remote, but I also was like, I, there, I need more. So I was like, I was walking even more. Like, since I had no time, like I was going on walks like three or four times a day, I would just go, you know what? I don't want to watch TV anymore. I would just put my shoes on, put a jacket on, out the door, and I would walk for like, I would listen to music, podcasts, whatever. I would just walk, just, just to walk. And I started losing weight and started getting healthier. And I'm like, Ooh, this is good. You know, like, Oh, I need new pants. And so that reinforced, you know, positivity in my life, like the positive reinforcement. And then I still took the meds and that, and the therapy was helping the therapy after like six months, we went to twice every second week. And then we went to every month. And then it was like, okay, Phil, you used me as you need. You're at a point where you're like, this is within a year. I was at the point where she was like, my therapist was like, you don't even look like the same person anymore. Like physically you don't, but also like how you're talking, the problems we're dealing with is completely different. And I've been very open with it. And like, that's something I, I, I talk to everybody about. Like they're, they're like, what's happening? I'm like a burnout therapy is like, what's the saving grace. And there, there are points where I'm like, maybe I'll call my therapist because I'm dealing with something and I could use her advice and I call her up and I have this one-off session with her and it's, it's done. And then I don't use her until a, a little later, then call her up and like, hey, I need a session. So I, I'm still in contact. I still go to therapy on and off, you know, um, just not religiously like I, I used to, but it was like therapy, prob therapy and walking were probably the two things that like saved me. And of course, having the, uh, the pure love that is my nephew who jesus he's amazing i love my nephew um but yeah those were the two th those three things like having something that's pure love in your life that's just like will give you unconditional love so be it an animal a pet you know or a child or just a partner that can give you that unconditional love that's like your safe space that is so important uh to your mental health but also you know like going to therapy learning to, the tools that can help you and just like unloading on this person who has no judgment of you. They just, they just were like, Hey, just talk to me. Let me know what's going on in your life. And let, let me see if I can help you. And just exercise. Like people like, like I, I was always tried exercising, but it never really stuck until I was like walking. And like, that's what I, I, I live by. I go for walks. Like I'll walk 10 Ks, uh, 10, 10k steps in a day without even thinking like I had to buy like three new pairs of shoes because I was walking so much like the soles were gone I was like felt like I was walking on uh, straight on the cement without any uh any soles or any shoes so that's how I did it that's how I beat my burnout you know it was just religiously trying to make myself better I would do meditation like I was trying everything under the sun like yoga I, I started doing yoga which was like amazing because it like just relaxed you because it it stops you from having your anxiety or your depression because you're so focused in the moment trying not to fall over when you're doing your yoga pose you know so it's just you just try as many things as you possibly can just try try and try and when you get one that sticks and that you actually feel like oh this made me feel good freaking double down triple down on it just go to town on it and make sure you just continue to do it and you'll start, it starts changing your mind pattern. It starts taking you out of the dark places. And if you, you are having that dark, dark thought, jump into what makes you happy. Just like, if you can't do it immediately, the minute you can get out, 
do your happy thing. If it's doing a dance, if it's, you know, doing a 45 minute workout, if it's, you know, just calling your, your significant other and just being like, I just need to hear you tell me that I'm amazing or like whatever it is, that is what you need. Like just having one thing that can make you happy. And the more things that make you happy that you can do that can help boost your serotonin, boost the dopamine, boost those things so that you're not in the funk. You're not feeling like the world is closing in on you. The burnout is coming back. That will save you every single time. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more on a lot of the points that you made. Therapy, I know I've done therapy twice now in my life, including kind of during uh, the middle of the pandemic and in the 2021, I mean, I, it, it did a lot for me at that point when I was feeling pretty burned out. I think just, I know not only was work contributing, but also just trying to keep this podcast going at that point. I kind of just put that off to the side, didn't touch it for a few months and just really had to talk talk some things out and work my way out of it. But also you mentioned physical activity. It's funny, I bought a punching bag. Oh gosh. How, how great is that punching bag for you? It's amazing. Christmas of 2019, I bought a punching bag didn't really touch it or think about it. But then around that time when the world completely shut down, you can imagine where I was working and all that news and, you know, all the changes that were going on, I was completely stressed out. So I would just come home. Actually, there was one morning I woke up on a Saturday morning. I had to go to work and I like slammed down my uh, charger cord. I unplugged my phone and I slammed it down. And I was just like crap and just angry. I was angry I had to go to work because I did not want to deal with life. Mm-hmm. But the thing that made me feel better at like four in the morning was going to the punching bag and I just punched the crap out of it. And then 10 minutes later, I got in my car and went to work. And, you know, oh no, from- no, I have friends who have punching bags and they swear by it because they just yeah. picture or they go to boxing lessons or like, you know, uh, Muay Thai or martial arts or something like that. And they just get that workout in and they work out all that aggression that just comes from life. Cause like, we don't have, like in the modern world, we're not supposed to be aggressive, we're not supposed to be these creatures of violence. But yet we're getting constant, like, like with the news and all that, we're getting all this pressure, this negativity, and it builds up this aggression. It builds up like, you know, like this negativity that we have to release. And like, sometimes just doing something physical, like, you know, being able to just like punch something and just like, this is this, not punching a human being unless, you know, you're in a boxing ring and everyone's protected, but like this punching bag can be all every, that person you hate. Like that individual that, you know, you can't stand or the problem that you can't stand. You're just going to town on it, hitting it with your fist. And afterwards you just go, you let out this guttural roar, you know, like, just like, ah, and then you stop and you're like, wow, I feel better. Yeah. I totally, totally can relate. And from that point on, I learned that, look, if I ever feel that way again, which since I left that job and have been home, haven't really felt that way at all. But if I ever feel that way again, I know exactly what to do. And go. with that being said, I'm going to kind of give you a two for one question. So Ooh, I love those. Tell us what is next for you and your endeavors. And then, if you can talk about how people can work with you and find you, we'll have a two for one sandwich on that. There you go. So currently right now, what I have going on and I just, uh, I alluded to uh, when we were in the uh, pre room and the green room of the podcast, uh, I just signed a a new client Uh, right now. We're doing um, 
it's for a sports uh, network of team of uh, of, uh, of uh, the NHL. Um, it's not with the NHL. It's with uh, a company that's starting to follow teams and that. And we're using. Uh, we just he wants to start doing a podcast, and before his boss signs off on it, he wants to see some ROI on it. So, I'm producing a podcast for a team. Uh, for a specific, we're, we're focusing on a specific market. Um, I can't go into too much because the contract is just signed and we're, we haven't launched it yet, but we're working on that right now with the possibility of me being the go-to guy for covering all the teams. So that's 32 teams. We're doing, <laughs> I'll be producing up to 32 podcasts uh, for this, uh, this company once they start going into other markets and that, and it, they see the ROI and the return on how good it is. So we're doing that right now. We're, we're in the pre-production of that. So I'm very excited about that. I have a course on how I automate 90% of my, ta- well, 80% of my tasks, because I do believe in the 80-20 principle. So I'm in the process of finishing up that, and then I'm getting into the building out the structure to sell that. So I have that going on right now. And the course is going to be something around like $20 to $30, because I want people easy access for independent podcasters to get it one time for you, boom. And you learn all the secrets that I use to automate my podcast and my take care of my tasks that I don't have time for, because running my podcast and doing for uh, handling the executive producer role of the other podcasts that I do. So there's that coming out. Uh, but if people want to work with me, it's very simple. Um, you can go to Instagram and go at podcaster feel better. Simple as that podcaster feel better. I I'm trying to do better, uh, of posting, uh, uh, tips, tricks, and that on, uh, Instagram so that people can learn how to make their podcast better, how to up their game in podcasting. I just want people to have a better podcast so that they can get what they want, either be monetizing, growing your audience, or just having better audience, uh, better guests on your show so that you can feel like you're actually moving up. I, I love independent podcasters because I, I started out as one and then I figured out how to monetize my podcast and that. So I love helping people grow their show, make their show better than that. Well, that is amazing. And first of all, I'm a huge hockey fan. So I love what you're getting into and hopefully you'll tell me when all that is uh, official. I'd love to check I'll tell you off out. air. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We'll, we'll talk that, that's about. one of the pros of having me on my show. I will tell you stuff off air so that other people will be like, dang it. I knew now need to work with Phil and get Phil on my show so that he can tell me secrets as well. <laughs> hey, that's one of the awesome things about doing a podcast is just, the whole networking and getting to know people is one of my favorite things about doing a podcast. If I can just, I know I've talked about it a few times on this show, but I always emphasize if you at least want to network, have awesome conversations with awesome people like yourself, start a podcast. So, um, it sounds like you have a lot of a really amazing things coming up. You already have really great things going for you. And I thank you for your time today being on Mark My Words. Thank you. Mark, it was an absolute pleasure. I, I can't thank you enough for that invitation to be on your show. And thank you again for being a guest on mine. I'm looking forward to hearing the feedback from my audience on how, how awesome the episode was. Yeah, I would kind of like to know that myself. <laughs> I'll definitely let you know. I'll definitely let you know. The minute I get feedback, I'll share it with you. Awesome. Well, I think that's all the time we have is we could probably talk for another hour, but we have things for sure. We got to do. So that is going to be a wrap on today's episode. Again, this was Phil Better. Also known as Phil Lemure. I'm not really getting that completely right. So we'll just call him Phil Better, his stage name. And he, again, is the host of, I can't even talk, host at Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Host at Invest in Yourself, the podcast series. Go check him out. Awesome dude. Awesome to have you on my show. 
And again, I always sign off by saying you can find me. I'm, I use LinkedIn the most. You know how to spell my name, M-A-R-C, Mark Schmidt. Come find me. I usually post about entrepreneurship, careers, etc. Join the conversation with me there. Connect, follow. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at markmyword6. You can find my personal one at Nimrod79 because Green Day is one of my favorite bands. 79 is when I was born. You can find me on Twitter at the same handle and come find me. Let's talk podcast, entrepreneurship, rock and roll, Pittsburgh Penguins, my favorite team, whatever you want to talk about. But uh, that's it for Mark My Words. Thanks again, Phil. And I'll be back soon with a new episode. Thanks and bye for now. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Mark My Words. If you would like to connect with me beyond the show, you can find me on LinkedIn at Mark Schmidt, where I will be talking about entrepreneurship, careers, and anything else that is on my mind. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Nimrod1979 and Nimrod79, respectively. This podcast also has a page on Instagram at MarkMyWords. And finally, if you want to leave me a voicemail or check out what I'm up to with the podcast, come find me at podpage.com slash mark dash my dash words. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.